Hey gang, Hydroberg here, cut above horror review. It's week four in our October to Romero, and the undead train stops in the land of the dead from 2005. Can Romero hit again this fourth go-round? Tune in now to find out on a Big Daddy-sized episode of A Cut Above, starting now. Cut my life into pieces! Good evening, and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we'll be covering Land of the Dead from 2005. We're nearing the end of our October to Romero, but we're not at the end yet. This is our second to last episode, the fourth entry in George Romero's Dead Cycle. But before we begin, let's meet everybody else on the show. We're back to our original three tonight after a couple of weeks with guests. What's up, John? Uh, hello, Jacqueline. Hello, Hydraberg. Um, I'm actually hello. kind of, it's bittersweet for me. Um, this has actually been a lot of fun. I mentioned it last week that uh, we've had a great time talking about um, October to Romero. And uh, I think it's fitting. I think it's very, very fitting. So hope you all are well. And um, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a three. I know. It feels a little odd now after a few weeks with guests. What's mm-hmm. up, Hydraberg? How you doing? What's up, guys? It's a dead man's party. Who could ask for more? Everybody's coming. Leave your bodies at the door. Damn it. I want to go listen to Oingo Boingo now. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a dead man. stuck in my head. What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing? You're seeming very musical today. It's like the third song you've sung since we joined up today. Damn it. I was going to go for that low-hanging fruit, but I'll wait. Um... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, man, I'm you, good. You gotta let it ride a little bit there. It's too early. Yeah, I do. I know. I know. <laughs> That's good. I, know. I I appreciate that. That's growth right there. Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I, I, I just reeled myself back on that one. Yep, I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm proud. <laughs> we of you. appreciate that. We appreciate. Yeah, I'm proud that. of you. <laughs> that was so hard, me- though. It's it like took me a minute to even figure out what you were talking about, but it's yeah. like yeah. holding yeah. back of that's what she said at the at that time where you just want to yeah. slay it with that. Yeah, yeah. I know. my heart's palpitating, just going like. <laughs> You sweating. Should have said it. Should have said it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, I didn't do that. You did not. You did not say it. That's mm-hmm. you're still in the clear. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, fellas, I'm glad to be Rob back. Rob Zombie. Oh Sorry. my come on. <laughs> Hydroberg's rage was the best part of that. Oh, Hydroberg, you're gonna it's be really okay. Pulling for you, John. I was like, come I on. Just, I'm we, sorry. I think really we had maybe down, three minutes worth of show. Uh, I, I got I got Rob Zombie you blew Tourette's. Your load? That's what I have. Yeah, Rob's Rob Tourette's. I do. I do. Yeah. Okay. I was singing Dragula earlier today. Actually, I was listening to Dragula to to be quite honest while I was at the gym. So that's a great gym song. Fucking a it is. Oh my god. I approve. Yeah. It's a five minute long song. You're on the treadmill. You're like. And then there's like remixes and stuff. I mean, you can you can go for hours with that. I like the one That's... from Hunt. Yes. Not, yes. not great for the gym, though. It's too slow. No, no, no. no. Yeah. It's uh, but it's a good rendition. It is. I agree. Or the Richard Cheese version of Down with the Sickness. Yes. Somebody did that karaoke last night. At a oh, certain really? Jacqueline, event. by the way, before we get into this, explain to us where you went last night. Just give us a story. I mean, you don't have to give the whole thing. Just just explain where you went last night. Oh, don't. Uh, Hall- Joey and I, Halloween party? 
Yeah, Joey and I went to a Halloween party at a friend's house. Um, obviously, it was a costume party. I would not uh, be seen at any other type of Halloween party. Um, but it was a great time. Yeah, we went in costume and uh, our costumes were a hit. I'm not going to reveal what they were just yet. I'm, I'm going to wait till Halloween mm. proper for that. But um, okay. yeah, we had a great time. We both sang some karaoke, uh, got a little loose. It was it was great. Um and before and the, I ask Kaijaberg, what is your go-to karaoke song, Jacqueline? Me? Oh, my go-to, which I actually did not sing last night, but my go-to is Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks. Oh, I know the song. I know yep. it very well. Uh, but last night I sang Spiderwebs by No Doubt. Mm, that's Badly. Oh, good. good song. <laughs> that's nice. Good song. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Kaijaberg? Do you have a go-to karaoke song? Not really. I'm not a big karaoke guy but you know I, I bet i could rock out to some uh teen spirit or maybe some uh beck i'm a loser maybe a little beastie boys yes um some sound garden i mean i like to sing along i do like to sing so i've just never really been like to a lot of karaoke though to be honest i think it's one of the most fun things ever but you can't it does look cathartic yeah people you can't really go to one of those nights where like everybody is an aspiring professional because mm -hmm. i have been to yeah, those yeah. types of karaoke nights before and it's just not fun because yeah, then some people if you're it not serious. yeah like if you're not very good and you're just trying to have some fun then like you are not fitting the vibe it's and a lot like terrible. bowling it's like some people are there like yeah. oh, really taking the, it serious you're like i'm just trying fun. to have some fun over here man yeah john do you have a go-to i i don't but uh hydroberg brought up soundgarden and i think black hole sun would be so much fun to do Hell karaoke yeah. with mm-hmm I mean, yeah, I know it's overplayed or it was overplayed on rock radio back in the day, but man, Black Hole Sun. Black reason. Hole Sun. It's a great that album is one of my favorite albums. R.I.P. Chris Cornell, by the yeah, way. Bro. Mm. Yeah, bro. Mm -hmm. I love that, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, maybe we can have a uh, a cut above karaoke outing when, if and when, I'm just going to say when, not if. We finally all get together in the same place for a little meetup sometime. Yeah. 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 I agree. But I could start it now. Hey, I'm Billy. Nah. <laughs> oh, yes. I know the motor handle. Sing some of my sing some of my best hits. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> nothing but blue suede shoes. Hell. Yeah. yeah. I love it. You guys are so endearing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The dulcet I don't know who tones. You're that was that wasn't me. That was Billy. Yeah. Well, oh, maybe boy. Elvis. Maybe Billy Elvis will make an appearance at the karaoke bar. <laughs> it's Billy Presley, right? Get I'm it, sorry, get Billy it. Presley. Yeah, that's the proper name. I apologize. All right, but yeah, that was that was lots of fun. Um, wish you guys could have been there, but it was a good time. It does yeah, sound like a good, good time. Yeah. yeah. Look on her social medias wherever they are. Yes. Um, yeah. I haven't posted anything yet, but I will as of Halloween day or night. Awesome. I wait yeah. in anticipation. Anticipation. Hydroberg, I think you in particular will appreciate my costume. Oh, nice. It's a trash bag. <laughs> yeah, it is, obviously. isn't it? Damn it. How did you guess? <laughs> Man, that you just had that one at the ready. Hefty, hefty. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. No, she was she was Art the Clown, and Joey was the trash. Nah, I think Joey's got the build, though, for Art. Like, he's tall, a little lankier. He's very tall, yeah. Yeah, he could do it. He could He could tote me around. He's a fan of the bag. theater. He could totally mime, I bet. 
Actually, yeah, yeah I, I I did. I actually listened to the uh, uh, postmortem with Mick Harris, and they had mm-hmm. Damian Leone and David mm-hmm. Thornton. David, Th- what's his last name? David mm-hmm. Howard the- Thornton. Di- that's it. David Howard yeah. Thornton. Yeah, that's it. And the guy is so well spoken. I'm like this fucker roll rubs salt in people, but man, mm-hmm. he was it, and it, it was a yeah and bleach. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. a great interview. Go listen to that episode too. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, you guys ready to get into some some business here? Some horror business. business? I'm all about yes. the business. Too much yep. horror business. Yeah. I I'm ready. All right, John. Uh, you got so some news? It, I I do. It looks like the writer strike is over. However, the actor strike is not quite over, but it's coming to an end. I guess mm-hmm. they they they've reached a tentative agreement. But are you guys ready for a laser blasting ice mummy? Yeah, that's what Fuck I've been yeah, waiting man. for I mean, for like I've been say saying less, this for bro. like 15 years. Like where's I mean, come on, ice zombie. It's, it's like an unspoken genre, the space <laughs> ice mummy genre. You know what I mean? Like there's not really too much there. Yeah, it, it, I'd fuck it, it, a, I'd fuck a laser ice ice mummy. <laughs> says Matt. <laughs> I mean, how many times have we mentioned it on this show? We hit a laser blasting ice zombie. I mean, like every episode, it's, it's one of our things, along with Rob Zombie and Melange. And I mean, yeah, one of my favorite movies is uh, Ice Zombie Two: Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Boom, sure, nailed man. it! All right, there we go. Uh, so there was this I trailer coming the out. Jokes. <laughs> a trailer coming out for the uh, I I don't know how to pronounce it. The Hyper Baron Hyper 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 Borean That's what I thought. Yeah, Hyperborean. Yeah, sorry, I had it's to a look Canadian at the spelling film. Of it. So this movie was actually written by the guy that did Pontypool. Have you guys, guys seen, seen Pontypool? I have not. seen it. I, I love it. I, I fucking love that movie. Me? Right, I'm gonna I feel watch like it it's now. so underrated, like so underseen. Well, before we get into it, Heidelberg, about what we thought about the the trailer that we're talking about, it feels like like if you were just listening to the movie, it feels like just one of those scary um, old style um sci-fi radio things that you would mm-hmm. hear yeah, yeah. back in the 40s and 50s yep. um but I, world. yeah I, I, that's the way pontypool felt okay and that that freaking dj and i guess i can relate to but um but yeah <laughs> um man yeah that was a fun movie i, I love that movie i'm gonna yeah. have to check i don't want to i don't want to say too much i want hydroberg to go in blind yeah there's but, a okay. gun john i know john wants to tell there's me a gun. There's a gun. yeah the killer uses a gun I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> Good. I'm glad the lesson has been learned. All right. So what later? What did you guys think of this trailer? Heidelberg, <clears throat> uh, you go first. There's a lot going on, mm-hmm. uh, but it looks interesting. I was definitely like digging kind of the aesthetic and there looked like there were some scares possibly, but also some dark comedy. Um, I don't know. It was like if it hits. There's a lot going on there. I think if it can hit some of those things that it's showing in this trailer, it'd be a pretty solid, fun film, it looks like, you know. Um, but it's hard. It's too early to tell yet. It's just a trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's That's... the ice zombie, laser beams, whatever. Ice zombies with laser beams on there. It's a mummy. I, I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Laser, oh, laser no, I said, zo- I said zombie. My bad. Uh-huh. My fault. I think we all said Rewind it. Rewind the tape. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> nope. We're leaving it all in. Mm. Sweet. no cuts no cuts <laughs> uh yeah there's a lot going on in that trailer there's like 
family drama happening. There's some humor happening. There's some weird animation happening. There's yeah. a zombie under the ice. There's lasers. Like it's like uh, I, Succession I meets uh, Bubba Hotep meets uh, I don't know fucking Fried Berry Mon- maybe Monty Python. Yeah, Fried Berry. I, yeah, yeah I, I agree with Jacqueline. I, I think it meets a little bit of Fried Berry as well. Um, there's no release date on this. I guess it's just touring the independent uh, film festival right now mm-hmm. or the film circuit. Film mm. festival circuit. It's an alien. That's what I'm calling. It, that's what it looks like to me. I and Jacqueline, you brought up the animation. I actually, I'm very interested in this movie because of that. Because it just seems so out of place. Because it was just like splashed uh-huh. in this trailer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we don't so know what like, takes place in the film. Yeah, yeah, and it's just you. like you know, it almost felt like heavy metal. Yeah, or like Kill Bill uh, when Kill Bill goes into yeah yeah a little Kill Bill isn't there a little something like that in everywhere everything everywhere all at once or is there not? yeah I, I never so. finished See, that, that movie that's a movie I gotta watch yeah I it's a great film I only saw like half of it because I was really really sick when I started it I've and I only made it halfway and then I needed a nap so <laughs> um and then what else was that so there was another example I was thinking of. I don't know, but something else where there's like just a random animated. Oh, like Evil Dead, even with like the random claymation portion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I, like I'll give it a try. It looks different. It looks unique, at least. You yeah. Know, it doesn't it look does. like the same old humdrum. You know. Well, and the fact crap. that we've both seen Pontypool. I mean, Pontypool is actually just a, a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so. then that makes it seem like maybe they can pull this movie off. Based on what you guys are saying, maybe. Yeah, but like know. Pontypool came out a long time ago. It's like almost twenty years old, I think. Right? Really? Is it that early? Wow. Well, Hold at on. fifteen, fifteen, fifteen-ish, right? Yeah, Pontypool. Maybe I'm maybe I'm old, overshooting old it. Bish. <laughs> Talk about yourselves. Mm, I'm all verklempt. <laughs> Talk about John, you're doing some googs. You hitting the googs? Two thousand and eight. Oh, okay. So yeah, fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I. Mm, it's been a while. That's a good one. It's been a while. Okay. <laughs> oh, we got to put <laughs> you that. You guys are very pocket. musical today. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, whenever I hear it that, seem to like burst out of you without your like control or permission. Just like mm. I'm, I must sing. It's like climax. I must dance. Yeah, I have to dance. <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time for me dance. Do, do, do. Uh, look, it's my monkey. <laughs> Touch him, have- love him, squeeze him. Uh, I'm as happy as a little girl. Mm. <laughs> um, you guys are a little too good at that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. A lot of Saturday Night Live as a kid. Uh, yeah. Okay, so so the writer strike is over. The actor strike looks like it's coming to an end. It looks like we're still getting that reboot of Spawn. Uh, Jacqueline, I don't know you don't watch um, uh, comic book movies, but Spawn was actually kind of a violent movie back in. Heidelberg was it 90s like mini yeah it was the 90s and, and then there was an animated show on uh uh HBO it was like a limited series right so it looks like it's getting produced shit. by Blumhouse so Jason Blum says we're going to give it the Blumhouse treatment the Blum so I, treatment I, the Blum <laughs> treatment um nice, nice it, throwback <laughs> it looks like Jamie Foxx is going to play the titular character of Al Simmons slash Spawn yeah, so, that's been the news for a while now, but then his health, you know, had problems. And then also mm-hmm. with the strikes and everything, the movie's right. kind of been in like limbo for right now. But and I know that Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, has been like backing it. Like he's behind it mm-hmm. getting made. Like because he wants like a you know, a, 
if they do it right, they could make a pretty fun uh, film with like some darkness to it too. Something of, akin to like the crow. Hmm. So that I will be... say, I... sorry, go ahead. No, go I was going to, I was going to say, I will say I'm actually a little bit familiar with spawn surprisingly um, only because in the late nineties, when I was in high school, I had a boyfriend who was obsessed with spawn. He read the mm. comics and everything. And so just by like osmosis, I kind of absorbed a little bit of that. And so it's, it's like the only comic book, anything that I'm even remotely He's pretty badass. With, but... Yeah, he like died and he made a deal with the devil to come back and see his love, the mm -hmm. love of his life. But yeah, it's know, like somebody killed his wife or something with... or no, his wife's alive. Well, in in the early one, she's alive. He died. He was like double cross, basically. Oh, shit. OK. OK, and I guess I don't really remember. He that. comes back from the dead to like exact <laughs> revenge. But, you know, obviously there's a, you know, a fee to pay because yeah. you made a deal with the devil. So. But, yeah, he's like the spawn of the devil, like the hell spawn. I guess in this story, I, I I'm just trying to figure out what Jason Blum's talking about. It's going to get the Blumhouse treatment. Um, I don't know, like the Blumhouse because, treatment being it's made on a, a tight, small budget, but right. made pretty well, you know, with caring hands, and then they put it out there, and it should make a decent amount of money, and you know, maybe make a sequel or something. I don't know. I, and I agree, and I just keep going back to to what that that first spawn movie was it was just a cgi clusterfuck i mean that's all it was yeah. it's like like they started figuring out computer generated images and it just looked so terrible but john leguizamo was in that one so he was uh, and he was pretty cool as the violator he, actually. he was great in that movie I, you I, guys I, know I, how i feel about john leguizamo i do it's in my notes for tonight's movie so. <laughs> oh is it <laughs> Um, yeah, he's 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 also I, I have many future husbands and he's one of them. Nice. Okay. Jeff Globe, Goldblum, Idris Alba, uh, yeah. John, John Leguizamo. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the list goes on. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, uh, I've always I, said I'm the Blanche Devereaux of the show. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, again, I was just trying to dig for like new stories today. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey to Electric Boogaloo. No, you're, no, you don't say it. it. No, it's it's being promised as more gory than its predecessor, delivering over 30 kills in this movie. Wow. More creative than the previous one. And I, I don't think all any of us have seen that one, have we? I haven't, no. I I've haven't. gone back to the honeypot for this one, huh? All right, so I'm done with news. Uh, fuck that story. <laughs> all right. I mean, no, I haven't seen it. I, I feel like one day I'll probably just like throw it on. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, right. when you have like nothing this doesn't else. appeal to me. No, no, it doesn't appeal to me either. Yeah. No, and you know what pissed me off is that that because it was successful or what you consider successful, they're they're basing other like Disney. I know you know, canon into horror movies. I mean, just like really Bambi, um, Peter Pan or whatever. I want to um, say, I would like to see Bambi's revenge though. And play it like, uh, play it like a, uh, like a Thanksgiving style or something like that. Like, give me a, give me Bambi just on the loose, you know, just Bambi on the loose. <laughs> give me, he's evil. gone. He's gone missing. He's you on the lamb. You saw Bambi in Evil Dead too, where it's like just like laughing at yeah, Ash. him and that, him and that, that Thumper was... like doing meth yeah. and fucking like <laughs> oh killing God. people on the road or something. I don't know along the to exact revenge. I don't know. Listen, I love horror and I, I'm I'm open minded and stuff, but I also love Disney and I love you know there there are certain things that I like to keep set aside as being sort of like innocent Separate, and wholesome. Yeah. 
And I, you know, I just, I don't think they need to be touched really, but that's just, you know, it's my opinion, you know. I take it that these properties are old enough to be public domain at some point. So that's why these movies are being made now. I don't don't necessarily think that's it. I don't think that Disney owns the rights to them. Well, so here's the thing. Yeah. So I actually know a lot about that. Um, Disney doesn't own the rights to the original, like anything that was based on a like a pre-existing book or like some other property. So like Winnie the Pooh, Peter Pan, those were based on books, right? The movies themselves, of course, like the content is owned by Disney. So like you can make a horror movie based on the original source material, Mm -hmm. like the book, but you can't use any aspect of it that was unique to the Disney movie. So like you can't recreate the... The, like the look of the care, like the costumes and the specific looks of the characters, mm-hmm. and you can't like take off on any any part of the story that exclusively came from the movie. Like you can only base it on the source material. So like you can have Winnie the Pooh, but he can't look exactly like the Winnie the Pooh in the in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but it seemed like it did though because it was just the red shirt the mask. and the pants. Well, okay, well Wait, I've the never seen no movie. pants I... on in the movie. No, he's got pants on. It's probably like different enough that you wow. know they. I'm sure they have like a legal team that's like assessing exactly what line they can go yeah, up absolutely. to. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's all but, been. Yeah, so like the yeah. the thing that's copyrighted is like the specific images from the Disney movie and like the you know the script and stuff. But okay. the, if you're basing it off the original source material, you can do whatever you want if it's in the public domain. Interesting. So, yep. All right. Well, you guys ready to move on to Land of the Dead? Yes. Sweet. Heidelberg. Technically, it's your pick this week, even though you didn't pick it, but it's your week in the rotation. <laughs> yes. So, so you you know, I'm not going to ask you why you picked the movie. It's just the next one in the series. Yes, for so us. So, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into asking you, did it fuck or suck? Uh, man. So, this film is like, uh, it's like hooking up with an old flame. And from the outside, it all seems familiar, and it should be some great, intense fucking. But instead... They haven't aged well, and the sex is just mediocre. It's never as good as it once was. It sucks. Oh, damn. I thought you were going to be flaccid. You know, it's like there's, you know, Hyderberg, you kind of said some similar stuff to what I was going to say, but I was going to say, you know, this is kind of like just having a a bland vanilla night of sex with, Mm. you know, you know, same old routine partner, no, nothing experimental, nothing, nothing, new. you know, it's just kind of, um, you know, there's, there's some moves that work, but then, but for the most part, it's like kind of forgettable. Um, I, I'd say it's at best, it's a flaccid fuck. What about you, John? I mean, I, that, I could zero in on that too. It's like, I'm kind of right there. So, yeah, we'll see how it shakes out by the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh-huh. <clears throat> I'm, I'm with both of you, you know, in Heisberg, it doesn't seem like you like completely completely hated this movie however maybe you did i don't know but i i'm kind of with jacqueline it's like like you remember this fuck being maybe good um even though this is my first time watch but then it's just like god that was disappointing mm-hmm. oh you missed that oh why that why why are you making those decisions so i'm mm-hmm. i i think where i stand right now is a flaccid fuck however uh, unless you can convince me otherwise, um, this might be a suck. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say flaccid fuck right now. Sounds like we're all in the same zone, but let's see how things work out. Because sometimes the conversation can kind of sway us 
up or down. So right. let's see how it goes. All right. You fellas ready? Yeah. John, you want to drop that spoiler warning? Yep. We're going to be talking about Land of the Dead from 2005. If you have not seen this movie, make sure you pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back to find out what we thought about it. All right. Heidelberg, do you have a reach around plot summary for us? Uh, yeah, I have a big daddy sized reach around. <laughs> Whatever that means. I <laughs> Interpret that as you will. As you sure. will. Uh, whenever you, you guys ready? Ready. I'm ready. Okay. The world we know is gone. The dead they walk, feed, and mow their lawns. Man survives against the devil's spawn. The rich hold up inside their ivory tower. As monsters roam the earth on flesh they do devour. Trollo made a deal now gone sour. No longer a use for him amongst the rich. Got tired of taking orders and being Kaufman's bitch. Now mayhem and revenge become a whole new itch. One that's only scratched by a ride in Dead Reckoning. A white spire in the sky to the walkers it's beckoning. Zombies driven by purpose, now even more threatening. As the dead attack survivor was fleeting. On the rich they are feeding. Kaufman and Trollo don't survive their next meeting. The dead evolve and take back their power. A rain of blood showers the tower. No longer concerned with sky flowers. Charlie's sights covered in his saliva. Riley and his gang had to rocket some cadavers in order to save a whole bunch of survivors. Riley stops them from killing more just so they can. The undead have spoken and taken a stand. The survivors head north as best as they can in an armored sardine can as the dead take back the land. Yeah. <laughs> Hydroberg, your reach around was far better than the movie. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> that's always yeah, the highest compliment for a reach around when it's better than the actual film. Jacqueline, can I ask you something? Is is the word cholo a, a an offensive word? It can be. Yeah, I mean, it can be. It kind of depends on how you're using it. Like, it's like a multi-use sort of word, right? Yeah, like you can kind of just use it casually to like refer like, but it can be like sort of derogatory and like indicate kind of like a uh, your opinion of somebody is like low class or. Mm. Um, it, uh, and, and I'll tell you the reason why I ask is because I felt almost offended by it, like like somebody saying the n word or or some other. No, it's not. It's not. That. No, no. I took okay. it like it's a name that he gave himself, kind of basically, or somebody. Yeah, gave him, yeah, but, yeah, but it, it still it, it still felt like a little uncomfortable for me. No. You know, it's like like another word for anybody of ethnicity. You know, and throwing that word in there, it just felt. No, it does. Oh, it can oh. be used um, as slander, though. But um, mm-hmm. it's not I, like the N word. Not no. It's not. Uh, okay, and that's fine. I, I understand that. But I mean, it, again, this was my first watch, so I yeah. watched it and I went like, mm-hmm. "Yeah." So I I kind of read that as just a nickname that Leguizamo gave himself. I don't even remember his real name. It's like. De- DeRosa or something. His last name. Demero or something. I don't or remember. Demora. Uh, Demora. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dolo Demora. Yeah, but like it I sounds don't like that... a Harry Potter fucking uh, spell. <laughs> spell. Dolo Demora. <laughs> You're a part of Slytherin. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's so racist. Yeah, well, Slytherin is you know that's where all the racists went. They went to. That's Slytherin. obviously yeah. where they all went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, Draco Malfoy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's in yeah. there. He's slandering oh, Muggles. Mud blood. I, I did not mean to open that can of worms, but I, I was just at, like, like for <laughs> Look me, what you did. Again, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, it just felt to me it was like because I've heard that word before. But yeah. it just it, not. not I don't want to say it was a derogatory, but it just it, it almost seemed derogatory the way they were using it. Well, and so, and I'll I'll say one other thing about it. Um, 
I, I am most familiar familiar with it as a term to refer to a certain kind of like type of Mexican American people living like kind of in California. Yeah. Um, but I get the sense that it can be used among other Hispanic um, like nationalities. And in those cases, I'm not familiar at all with those cultures. And so I don't have a context for like the um, like the connotation of that word outside of like Mexican-American culture. So, and John Leguizamo is not Mexican. So I, maybe I shouldn't have spoken on it at all because my understanding is limited. It's not as bad as saying like Bendeco, you know what I mean? Okay. That was some good pronunciation. I'm just kidding. I said like (laughs) Gracias. Oh, oh, I got it. Okay. Bendeco. Bendeco. I've never heard that before. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you never heard that Heidelberg, no seas pendejo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god Jacqueline I understood that <laughs> Good. well you're from San Diego you should <laughs> so I do I do like that was racist the very opening <laughs> I like that old style universal pictures logo and how it deteriorates yeah. and the next couple uh, images deteriorate the next couple title cards like deteriorate as if you know it's like speaking on I guess maybe society or the the zombies flesh, like whatever. It's a pretty cool effect. It's maybe the best part of the movie. Decent opening, I thought. Yeah, I I was like, these openings tend to be kind of cool. So I was like, hoping it. It was just sort of like, oh, okay. It's it's not bad, but um. Also, my research on the zombie on the hero zombie continues this this week. Uh, this film is littered with them. I I happened to call out last week as that film as possibly the zombie hero movie. But uh, I might have to recall that. And I think maybe this might be the zombie hero film. I mean, definitely could be. I mean, yeah, we got Big Daddy. I just called him Gas Station uh, Zombie for like the uh, the longest time in my notes until I found out that his name was Big Daddy somewhere online. Yeah, me too. I, I was asking John earlier yeah, I heard um, during a break. I was like, did, did anybody actually hear that name uttered in the movie? Because I did. There were I a lot sure of characters. I wasn't sure say it names. on his uniform, and I just didn't notice. It might have, but I didn't see it. <laughs> I had to read it when I was, you know, researching trivia. But there were quite a few characters whose names I never heard, and I I only know them now from looking them up on IMDb. Yeah. So well, maybe I can. For, yeah. What sucks for me is I've only seen this once, and I don't remember anybody's character's name, but I did look up land of the dead and i'm like what am i watching here um and then the first thing name that pops up is big daddy and i'm like oh that's his name (laughs) yeah we knew bub's name we knew bub's name from last week yeah yeah but wait what what and we know i i never heard asia argento's name either i had to it's read slack, that yeah but they don't yeah. never Did say you hear it, yeah. that in the movie? no i didn't hear it either her I name was, know she was in slack? This. slack yeah i didn't even know she was in this but it makes sense you know they her and uh her dad yeah. and argento romero have a, a history together so so i yeah. this might actually be a good moment i'm um, sorry john go ahead no i just i i, I didn't know her name was Slack. i'm like what slack? yeah yeah, I knew it was Asia Argento because mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's she's got a distinctive look. Plus, like she has this like gnarly tattoo on her yeah, stomach, like, like a, a butterfly. Of like, is it? It looked like an angel or something. Uh, angel, butterfly, whatever it was. And by the way, I do miss freaking Dennis Hopper. He was so good in this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a little of a role that he plays. You know anything he's in, I, I'm I'm very charmed. I think by. he was wasted in this film, to be honest. 
Yeah. I probably was. No, no, I no, mean, no, like, like him, as an underutilized, actor. Yeah, like he was not, underutilized. not yeah. the no, role so was he, not he, up to his talent. He, no, he probably had like a like a <laughs> yeah, I don't know table full of cocaine that he was. Told. I don't know. About All right, the, let's the go. Stage, <laughs> maybe during Easy Rider, but so I I was gonna say like the fact that we don't really know some like that us three never knew some of the characters' names and the fact that the movie almost never says them I think is maybe symbolic of to me the biggest problem in this movie in my opinion which is um the characters are not compelling or three-dimensional and i do not care at all about any of them except maybe a tiny bit charlie charlie and i uh, and that's you know i feel like there are some really interesting ideas being explored in this movie uh-huh. but without feeling connected to any of the characters or caring what happens to them it honestly loses any kind of like engagement from me um, I absolutely and it's really hard to stick with thank you i think there's really no development on any of the characters even our hero character riley like there's nothing to him that we really find out about his past or anything that really drives us to like him we get that there's some animosity between him and cholo and they work together so but other than that and even cholo's character falls flat uh asia's characters falls flat they're cardboard characters to me they really are they're sort of like stand-ins for like the character and i'm really surprised too because the characters that we've gotten from past films in the series have been great and it's still made by romero i also i had it later on my notes but we could talk about it now i wanted to know how you thought about the progression of like female leads in his movies. Cause they've gotten really good. I feel like this movie though, is like a step backwards. Like it's, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, don't know, and it's not like of... he has to, it's not like he has to have a tough, you know, That's female true. lead, but I mean, I guess you could argue that if he did, then it becomes formulaic and then it's expected. And then it's, is it lip service? Is it lip service? Is it patronizing? I don't know. But so it's like, you don't have to have that. Um, but yeah, I think it's notable that there's not really one here. Um, and I I think you'd be hard pressed to make an argument that Slack is. Yeah. And she's not really developed either. Mm-mm. She's kind of just more like, you know, she's eye candy, but she's like kind of the kick, you know, kick ass dame. Like she's a kick ass chick, but there's nothing to her. She's just kind of cookie cutter kick ass chick. Well, it, it was like, like you got introduced to her by Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. You know, she's, she's in this cage with, other zombies yeah it was and, very thunderdome-ish yeah and it was just like okay Master Blaster. <laughs> that's what it felt like to me um i thought leguizamo's character was flushed out pretty well mm-hmm. because you know he had a nice arc but i mean just watching the movie it was i don't think it was edited well i don't no. think that, that that it really you know gave you his kind of arc of like being betrayed by by uh Dennis Hopper's character and then all of a sudden you know he's got to go out on his own but you know he has this heart of gold and then who does it just it just felt like who's got a heart of gold Leguizamo? Well, I, 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 well, no, I'm saying Leguizamo kind of has this arc of like, you know, I'm going to help you out, do whatever I, I can to help you out. Mm, I don't um, think that's out of no, man. He's just trying to get his place get in the building. Yeah, and honestly, I think his motivation being greed is really dumb uh, because we live in a world where money doesn't fucking really matter. Mm, like, I have a note on that, actually. I guess because I don't of think the that's true from... anymore. I don't think that's true anymore. I think the 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 apocalypse has progressed to a point 
where they're actually like I feel like humans have rebuilt a sort of like yeah, miniature guess. economy like here. Tower and stuff. Um, like people are trading goods, scarcity That's what creates I felt value. Would be value, not money. Well, not paper the, money. Well, but like the goods have like a cost still and so like mm -hmm. you know he he rescues a bottle like cholo rescues a bottle of whiskey and brings it to hopper and it's like oh it's these yeah, are going Mike for 1500 now um but like so they have developed their own little economy again that it functions and so it's like to me it's kind of like we've reached that we've gone past that tipping point where like um you know the, the humans have started to like rebuild and try to get back like try to grasp yeah back onto ways of life that they used to all have ways, like there's yeah. people sitting in restaurants and yeah, yeah acting like everything's normal and all like this they've and... lived their whole life never actually interacting with a zombie like they have no idea how to deal with it yeah mm -hmm. and so it's like the the money did not have value in the last two movies but yeah. it's it's kind of the pendulum has swung back that they've rebuilt enough that it does so, so I, I would argue that that's that, that's that, justified that's... But then to me, really, what I'm getting at is more like it's just not an interesting motivation. Then it's just not interest. It doesn't interest me. The fact that he just wants money so he can like, I don't know. It's not enough of a drive for his character to, to really have well, like a solid arc in my opinion. I don't know. Well, I mean, he wants the security of being able to live in this safe place and not I have to that. scrounge and scrap and live in danger all the time. Like I probably everybody wants that. No, but I he's willing to do like underdeveloped. Dirty. Yeah. Well, you, you you guys are both right because Dennis Hopper actually has a whole safe full of money that he's putting into bags as mm -hmm. he's taking with him. That's the yeah, that's the only thing that he's taking with him. So you're both right. I mean, that money has um monetary value. <laughs> it's just like you know you're going to be able to get where wherever you want to go if you have this money. So mm -hmm. yeah, but it's not everything. Obviously, we see that in this film because zombies do come. Yep. And take back. Uh, and I feel like that's if there's any social commentary, that's some of it right there is like when they attack and they kind of take back uh, what's, you know, the, what's theirs and eat the rich in a sense. You know what I mean? And yeah, I agree with that. I think that is kind of the driving theme of the movie is like the uh, lower class, so the, the like class stratification that yep. has resulted from this, which is not mm -hmm. surprising given that like in any crisis, you know, the wealthy are usually able to buy themselves out of harm's way, mm -hmm. at least for at least temporarily. Yep. And well, those without wealth are not able and to. And look do at a lot of the zombies. They're like working class, like a lot yeah. of the people, like the gas yeah. station guy. There's the butcher. There's like, mm -hmm. I like the cheerleader trick with the half face, like, especially when she, gets <laughs> she emotes and like it looks funny with the half face, like face missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there was actually a very good scene that I enjoyed that between um, Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper that it's just like, hey, I brought all this stuff to you. Do I get a spot in this high rise building where I'm safe? And he's mm -hmm. like, no, there's a waiting list. Yeah, which there would be, I'm sure. But still, no, absolutely. Him out. And he didn't even yeah. pay him yet all of his money. Yeah, yep. he still owes him. And well, and you get mm -hmm. the sense that there might be like a racial motivation there. Oh, and just right. like a, a looking down. I mean, he's, he calls him a spick later. Yeah, later and, on. Um, and, and beyond race, it's like he's like a he's like a what's the word I need? He's like a plebeian. He's like a lower class, you know, yep. throwaway person to him. He's not like of his class and he doesn't belong. Dine with you. He doesn't belong in that environment in Dennis Hopper's mm -hmm. eyes. Yeah. But I. And there is some continuity to this of like where it is upper class, you know, moving from night to uh, dawn to day, you know, it's just, just 
like like if you're higher up on the echelon, you know, you're going to get this high rise building where you're going to be safe, you know, because they're all sitting in there. It's like like a shopping mall, which was a beautiful callback to Donna. The yeah, day. it was yeah. when they get in there. It is set up the whole lobby set up like a whole mall yeah and it's it, you have waiters and waitresses and just you know bringing out like uh fanta or whatever it is they're bringing out to them and they're just like mm-hmm, oh yeah this is a good mm-hmm. look at my criterion <laughs> <laughs> although i have to wonder talking to you rob <laughs> yeah i have to wonder though like if you have service workers who are running this building like presumably they don't live in the building nah. because they're lower class service, you know, workers. They're yeah. not like they're not making they're they're living on like tips and hourly wages. So sure. like I wonder how that works. Um maybe I, that's I, I think it's all of a detail, I, but no, I think it's the fear of of being pushed out. You know, if you don't do this, you're gonna be pushed out to even farther to than you know, living in the Thunderdome. Whatever it is, you know. Well, I feel like the humans already have that fear based like the zombies are doing that to us and you know, mm-hmm. as survivors. Mm-hmm. But then also we see now that there's classes again. Now the classes are pushing humans away uh you know, the opposite direction. So the zombies are coming in and they're evolving and humans seem like we're devolving. Uh uh, and these some of these stories, you know, or at least the worst you see a lot of the worst is unfortunately. But um <laughs> And that's you guys are bringing that's up an interesting way to put that. Heidelberg. And you guys are bringing up some really great points. But how does this play at the end of the movie? It doesn't. Does I it? Don't know, well, what, what do you think of the zombies like kind of coming back and like learning to be themselves again? Like, what do you think of all that? And do you think it speaks on anything along with the, the story of like what Riley's going through? And I, I, I do. I, I think there is continuity between the movies because yeah. it's like the zombies are learning. They are because we saw with Bob, you know, yeah, exactly right. So it's just like at night, they're just mindless uh, beings trying to get their their brains or guts or whatever they're trying to get, you know. And day, you know, there was a really great scene of where Roger loses his uh, M sixteen. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, and, and you know, and, 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 yeah, exactly right. So the zombie still is holding on to it, doesn't know how to use it. And day, you know, Bub shoots freaking Captain, and then this one is just like they're kind of evolving. They're they're so kind of. That's, I completely agree with that. Um, so I think that's interesting. I'm not sure whether whether I think it's good or bad though. I guess see, I'm with you. See, I think the same thing. I think it's cool. I think it's a great idea to think like, wow, they're learning, they're evolving, like back to they're going back to their human selves in a sense of like what they used to do, their purpose in life and stuff like mm-hmm. that, their habits, mm-hmm. which I find super interesting. I don't find it that interesting to watch when it's put on film, though, like watching a zombie mow his lawn. It's a funny gag, but a gag itself will not carry an entire film. You know what I yeah. mean? No. Interesting right. ideas do not an entertaining yeah. movie make. I right. like I com- I completely agree with you. So it's like on the one hand, I feel like you could see it as a good. Th- I I don't I don't know what my opinion is on it. I find it interesting, but I can't decide whether I like it or don't like it. So like on the one hand, you could see it as a good thing because you do see this progression from the previous movies, like especially from Day, obviously. Um, and it kind of makes sense because, you know, life is never stagnant. Like 
you know, things are always every every aspect of life is always changing and life finds a way. Life uh finds a way. Mm. And so like nothing nothing is permanent, nothing stays the same forever. Um situations, people, species evolve, everything changes, mm-hmm. everything's dynamic, right? So it would stand to reason that the zombies over time, and yeah. again, time works weird in this in a weird way in the series, but over time, it's not surprising that the zombies might change somehow, right? So, like sure. that makes sense. On the other hand, like if you follow that evolution to its logical conclusion, I mean, I already feel like the zombies in this movie are way less zombie-like, um, down to the like the way they move physically. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if you get to a point where the zombies become too human-like, and like the zombies here, they have a totally different motivation. I mean. A lot of times they are just looking for food. They follow but commands. A lot of the time they're looking for revenge. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. They have a they have like a plan they're trying to carry out with an objective that it goes. Big Daddy food. gets emotional like several times in this. Yeah. Like, he, he acts to actually he actually puts another zombie out of its misery, like in a scene. Yeah. Like... So he's having complex thought. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, if they're not I don't know. I mean, it's just like I guess you could say that that's making a point, like that the two species are converging, like the zombies and the humans. But there comes a point at which, like, when is it not a zombie movie anymore, and like, when are these not zombies anymore? Yeah, I know. Like, if they can just think, have... if they can just think and do stuff like everybody else, we don't have the compelling like human characters that we've had in the other three films. I feel Correct. like to carry that. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the. The continuity of this movie does not play out to the previous movies. It, it plays out to where they're learning how to use yeah, their progression. stuff like that. But 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 you're right. I mean, the emotion. You know how in the fuck did they uh, did you know Big Daddy realize? Hey, we can jump in the water. We're not going to die. And they well, all just like like pull up to the shore. He doesn't realize that he sees the reflection of the tower, which resembles a flower, uh, a sky flower, to them. I feel like one of the fireworks, which they're attracted to. Yeah, I think it looks like a one of those. But 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 again, Hydroberg, that has no no continuity. No, but when he's looking at the, the water, he sees it I, in the water as well. And I, then, I, I I get that, but he's the one that like distracts them from. He doesn't the necessarily other figure it out. He sort of falls into it, and then they follow him. As well. No, he jumps. It in deliberate. The, it looked deliberate. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he, he tries to step. What I'm saying is, he tries to step on the water. When he sees oh, the reflection I see in it, oh, as if like, he thinks saying. he can like walk on it. Well, that's okay. interesting. You know, I he sees the mirror image of the reflection of in it, I feel like. So he thinks it's like a surface almost. It's weird. And then that's he falls into it. And then they just kind of realize they can walk through it now. And the rest mm. just follow him because they're, you know, they just kind of dumber than he is. But they're still coming along as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, you know, because he does gather more as he walks too. you know, they, his his army gets a little bit bigger and bigger as he's. <laughs> that is a cool I mean, image i have to say when there's like yeah. hundreds of zombies lined up outside the city like just at the perimeter and then when yeah. they all get in the water and it does look like an army advancing through the, I the do, water that looks like i don't bad. love the water scene but i do kind of like like when their heads pop and they look like special forces almost invading yeah, and like <laughs> just their eyes are showing it's like an I, revenge I, I... I love I love that scene, but the one I liked more was like the overhead shot where you just see all the streets being filled with all the zombies. I they look like, like insects. To me, they mm. did, and, and it felt more like a zombie movie to me. Like yeah. that just felt like you know watching dead snow or something like that. I also noticed that they call them walkers in this, um, which I've never heard that term before. Walking Dead. This is I think two, I missed this that. Is two years after. 
um, Walking Dead. What? Uh, it's a comic no. book. The oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant out, the yeah. show. Oh, okay. them walkers. The comic book came out in 2003. Okay. This came out in 2005. So I wonder if it's a nod to that. Like Romero maybe being into the books might have worked that in as a nod to Kirkman. Like, hey, I know you you made a comic book based on my property. I'm going to mm-hmm. shout you out in my next movie or whatever. Which, by the way, Nicotero makes it an appearance in this. He does. So he gets Sabine. his eyeball ripped up. And Savini, well, Savini obviously. Savini does oh too. God. And so, did you notice Savini looks like he's in the same garb as he was when he was Sex Machine? No, not Sex Machine. Or oh, That's the motorcycle so... guy from yeah, Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, 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 from Dawn. Similar, right? yeah. similar garb, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's or supposed Osiris to be like a holdover from, from the machete. Mall. <laughs> it's yeah, like right? the same look. <laughs> yeah. That's just it's, it's just Tom Savini's yeah, that's look. That's just Tom Savini's look. But um, yeah, so he's like a he's like a holdover from Dawn, actually. And then uh um, yeah. Uh, I have this in trivia, but there's a moment with Rickles from Day. Also. Really? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Where's it's the like, Huggy Zombie? The I want to know. Where's the what? Where's the Huggy Zombie? <laughs> there's the Huggy Zombie. Hyderberg, that was my Halloween costume. I was trying not to tell you. Oh, you were just like was, hugging everybody. I was the Huggy <laughs> Zombie. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, you know, some nice nods, but. Where is the, um, where is the Rickles nod? Oh, sorry. It's um towards the end. Uh, there's like a, a zombie playing cards. So like when the zombies first mm-hmm, reach mm-hmm. the city. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a the soldier. Off. Yeah, there's a soldier playing cards who has his head pulled off and his uniform name tag thing says Rickles. All right. And oh, it says wow. Off in the shadows. <laughs> like you see the shadow of it. Yeah. yeah. There's some great gore in that scene, too, when the dead do overrun. Yeah, really cool. I have to say, though, the effects did not do it for me nearly as much as uh, Day. Well, there's some CGI mixed in that un- unfortunately does not hold up. They mixed no. practical and CGI, and they went a little too heavy on CGI. I wish it was yeah. all practical. So yeah. I feel like the main problem, I mean, there- I feel like there's a lot of problems in this movie. Number one being lack of character development. Number two, I find the plot to be also not compelling. It's kind of um, all over the place, too. It's kind of all of the pl- all over the place. I find that I have a hard time getting my bearings. You have these disparate groups of people, and people are switching sides. And I feel like they don't do a great job at like establishing locations very well. And mm. um, so overall, I... it's just like the 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 story is um, not compelling. And so like lack of character, <laughs> lack of plot, um, not as good special effects. I'm I'm almost wondering if this was like. This was Romero's biggest budget film in the dead cycle. And I almost wonder if like the budget was a little too big and maybe Universal had too much influence on it. Like, because if you remember last week when we were talking about Day and, you know, had some trivia on this, but the original script for Day of the Dead was like almost four hours long and it was supposed to be kind of this magnum opus. And, and a lot of, of it its got... ideas ended up in this film, right? Yeah. And so I just wonder if there was like, you know, too much interference because it's like it seems like if it was part of the original idea of day of the dead i would expect it to, to i would expect there to be some like really good stuff here and yeah. it just really well, falls the flat. human drama well the, yeah. there's two things with that and, and jacqueline i agree with you i mean it's like, like with bub you kind of you're endeared to him because he, he yeah you actually do you know and if if big daddy was supposed to be this big character all three of us did not know his name until we actually read it on online. No. And it's just yeah, like, okay, so so what is his point? You know, you know that Bub was like being programmed by by the doctor 
that was like, okay, I can control these people. And, you know, Bub was the, like this <laughs> almost like a protagonist of the movie. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and like not be that's a stretch, but you know, he's a, like he's, he, he you know. really is, though. I mean, it's he's like you wanted zombie. to, you want him here, to kill he's the, the hero captain. zombie, it's a new yeah, archetype. Yeah. Hydrobert yeah, just invented. <laughs> you wanted to, to kill the captain, you know, it's just yeah, like, he got his revenge. Shoot, shoot he his ass. and it's just like, yeah, there were so many characters in this movie, and it's just like none of them shine. No, no, not at all. I, I mean, even skateboard Simon, kid. Satisfying death, stupid character. Sure, sure. You're, you're on a skateboard and listening to headphones at night while you're supposed to be watching. There's like killer fucking zombies on the loose, and you're like, oh, yeah. just, uh, what about the Simon guy? What what's his real name? Simon Baker. Simon Baker. That's it. Uh, and, and like Riley, his sidekick. Riley Denbo and Char- yeah, but- Riley. So Riley and Charlie. Yeah, They're kind of it, dumb it, names too, like Riley Denbo and fucking uh, Cholo Demora. Like I don't know. <laughs> well, and Charlie was just <laughs> like, like, like. Okay, so he got his face burned off. Did we ever find out why? No, there's yes. nothing. He was pulled no, out he of said a fire. He talked about it. Yeah, he was pulled out of a fire, and that, and that's yeah. why he feels like uh, a bond with um, you know, what's his name, yeah. Riley. Riley helped to kind of like keep him safe. But then oh, okay. also, like, he seems to have some kind of like mental, like cognitive impairment, and it's like. He's autistic. Is that why I he's like, like really good at shooting or something? I feel like he had some kind of impairment before the physical accident of the fire, and it's just yeah, like maybe. that's a lot of stuff to combine in one character. Like, yeah, sure. and like why? Like, and why he's a do you need? Shot. I don't know. So he like licks his fucking the end of his sight <laughs> on his gun. I don't know, but Charlie did seem good-hearted, and so yeah. like to me he's the only character that I really care about. Like, I know that Riley is supposed to be good hearted, but he kind of, he too closely adheres to this like hero archetype without really any defining character traits. Yeah. He just wants to leave. Yeah. And <laughs> so really it's what he like, wants to do. he just wants to go north. It's, it's just such a bland character that I really don't feel any heart towards him. Like he's altruistic, but he's not a warm caring mm-hmm. character whereas charlie seems earned. to have some goodness in his heart and so that sure. draws yeah. me to him a little bit more but like that's the extent that's the that's the greatest extent to which i care about any character in this movie did you know what i i gotta say that slack's character i dislike the most i mean she yeah. was just she was like what are you doing here <laughs> i thought she was all right but i mean no she was just like, she was just a tag along away. I didn't feel yeah, negatively about her. I just think it's kind of like a I like I liked uh, uh, Pretty Boy. Yeah. Uh, also, but th- there was nothing there for the nothing character. There. It was a cool character, like oh, you drive the truck and you're like and a cool name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, there's nothing really uh, fleshed out. I want to go back to Charlie though for a minute. I I liked your point about his character kind of having some depth compared, like, but some of it's just surface stuff, like his you know mm-hmm. scars or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. his. Uh, his accent was all over the place. I got to be honest. Like there was moments where it felt like it was he was going for like southern, and then there were moments where the like the childlike accent kicked in mm. separately, and I was like he wasn't quite nailing that like Forrest Gump <laughs> sling blade kind of mm. vibe that I feel like he was going for. Hyderberg, we that's just southern. <laughs> like he was like yeah, I'm pretty good with a revolver. <laughs> When we get back to base, I'm gonna make you some of them French, French fried, fried potatoes. potatoes with mustard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta listen to your mama, boy. <laughs> mm. But um, you know, I just like I—I I don't know. His character was sort of like wishy-washy. There was a lot of 
it was like a hodgepodge of things and some of it stuck i thought he was decent enough i thought the actor tried with what he had i, yeah. I like the fact I like that, that he actor like i've seen him in a hundred things i don't know yeah. what though i feel like he plays like a swarmy sort of dude in some things or like i could see him as like a killer like a yeah like a i'm gonna have to killer, look him up on imdb because I, I know i've seen him in like tons of stuff but i couldn't tell you any uh, particular one I want to talk about the transport vehicle, but I kind of want to wait for John to get back because. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this so this uh, I don't know. The survivors, they're like, I like that they're doing a little research on the zombies, but none of this stuff is fleshed out. I wish we saw more of that, maybe, or show me that other guy that seemed like he was like challenging the this system, uh, the guy speaking to the people, and I don't remember his name, but Mulligan. Yeah, Mulligan. Show that me guy? a power struggle with him trying to take power from. Uh, Kaufman and like show me maybe Riley's caught in between that or and then Cholo's also now sided with Kaufman even though he knows he might be doing you know he might be on the wrong side but he's there because he's uh, enticed Trying to earn greed, something you know? for himself so, yeah. and then there's like there's dynamics there we could have really had that human drama taking place all in this world where the zombies are starting to evolve and push in as well and that could have been super interesting I, I really agree with you. I just feel like nothing comes together very well. I yeah, feel none like of the, it sticks. The tone and the pacing of the movie is like very frenetic. And like, I think somebody said something about editing before, but like, did, it just yeah. feels like it's, it just, it's very frenzied. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so I feel like that kind of prevents it from ever really like gelling or it doesn't feel like it's really telling a continuous story very well. So it's like little segments. Yeah, yeah, it does feel that way. Okay, it's not just me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, like, it is edited poorly. And John, yeah. I wanted to mention, I didn't want to mention it while you were gone, but man, that transport vehicle, I did, that is one of the highlights, the Dead Reckoning. Kind of dumb. Yeah. Enough, but I did, the A-Team vibes I was getting from that fucking thing, I was loving <laughs> it. I was waiting for B.A. Baracus to be like, get up, move over, fool. Pretty boy, I'm, I'm going to drive this thing. I pay the fool. Pay the fool. Don't eat my cereal. But I did like the Dead Reckoning. I thought it was cool. You know, it's got it's it's good for crowd control. It's armor plated. It's got a cow catcher on the front. It, you, there's moments, uh, spots where you could shoot from, and I like that you could shoot the fireworks from it, so you can go into a populated area and then distract the zombies and get out and do things. So I'm kind of curious. It, um, did uh, Dawn of the Dead, the remake from Zack Snyder, this came out after that movie, right? Yes, this came um... out a year after it. Okay. That movie, the Zack Snyder Dawn remake, is the reason, basically, that Universal agreed to do, to let um, Romero do this movie. It's because of the yeah. success of that movie, and they're like, okay, because he really wanted to do his next zombie film, and he's, they were like, okay, so that was kind oh, of. So you think this vehicle was influenced by the bus, John? I well, I, I yeah, I think so, but I also think that Romero um, didn't give a fuck. Um, like, like he was, he was just more like, okay, yeah, you guys say whatever you want to do. And it, it was, it didn't feel like, you know, the first three movies that we did, it, it didn't feel like that, 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 the cohesive kind of, you know, okay, so you're going to cut my budget in half. However, I'm going to make the movie I want to make. He's just like, all right, yeah, you guys say whatever you want to say. You know, we're going to have all this CGI in it. And it just didn't feel like a Romero movie. It feels yeah. like the the first three movies in the Star Wars trilogy are like their own thing. And then the, sure. the next movies after that, they feel different. I feel like this is yeah. that. This is like a, 
picking up a new trilogy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a, a newer generation studio goes, you know, George, what you need to do is you need to have Dennis Hopper in this. You need to have John Leguizamo. You Are you comparing John Leguizamo to Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> no. No, I didn't say that at all. No, Jacqueline. Is that what Jacqueline was doing? What? No. I'm just kidding. As a character. Is he the George uh, Banks of this movie? No. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what happened in the creative process in this movie, but to me, it just is not worthy to be in the same franchise as the first three movies in this film. And I know You're I had some... Agreed. I know I had some criticism of Dawn of the Dead for pacing issues, but sure. still, I think it's a great movie. And this is something else this is like a throwaway movie so this is actually the third time i've seen this um and the first time i watched it was like pretty close to the time it came out i watched it when it came out on physical media and i remember thinking it was boring and i just like really didn't connect with it and then i tried it several years later to see like oh well maybe i've you know maybe i misjudged it you know sometimes the first time watching something you don't have the best first impression but on a second watch it's better I think maybe the second time I watched it, I was a little more taken with it. Um, I was like, you know, a little more educated and a little bit more able to like pick up on the themes of like class stratification and like appreciate those messages than the first time I saw it when I was a lot younger. And so this third time going into it, I was like, well, the second time was better than the first. Maybe I'll actually like really like it this time. And I... um I really didn't progress past that. Yeah, <laughs> I saw this in the theater. Second assessment. Oh, did you? Did you? Yeah, I was kind of ro- like really into it because uh, I had seen Dawn, and then also I was kind of like got I don't know I got back into Romero. Um, you know, I mean, uh, because of that, also because I I seeked out uh, the original Dawn of the Dead at that point because I had never seen that. Also, and then um, I was excited to see a Romero film in the theater, and the trailers looked interesting. There were cool stuff in the trailers, but then, yeah, I was not satisfied with this movie when I saw it mm-hmm. in the theater. And to be honest, now on a repeat viewing, it just didn't really do anything extra, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's total shit. No, it's not. And it's nice to watch because we've been watching all these other films, but that also hurts the film a little bit. It helps it because it it's like, all right, well, it's an add on to those other films, but I have to I have to review it. And when I'm comparing it to those first three films, it's it's horrible compared to them. Yeah, it's like definitely it, just, it makes a lot of missteps. Yeah, it definitely does not hold up to the same level of quality. I, that that was a good way of putting it. it well, Jacqueline, it in some ways it, and hurts it. Yeah, and as far as your trivia, isn't this Romero's like most successful dead film? No, it was the most expensive one. Mm. Um, um, I don't have data on whether it was the most successful. All those fireworks. I think I thought one of my previous ones was the most profitable. I thought it was Dawn. Yeah, I think you were right. I, think I seem to remember that it was Dawn that was the most profitable. I think you did say that. Yeah, and, and you know what? Now that I think back, yeah, it was Dawn. So this okay. was the most expensive one, but um, okay. it did Which not surprise me highest... because I remember uh, Night being it was pretty profitable. Also, it was, but Dawn was even more yeah, so for a low budget film. So um, it kind of sounds like we're naturally moving into our overall reviews. Do you guys want to <laughs> get into that and give our ratings? Sure. Uh, yeah. We can do that, I guess. I, I just wasn't sure if we're cutting out any any juicy uh, moments in the film, but like you said, there's not a ton there. There's not. Uh, there was a joke that I thought was funny. There's a moment where the security, uh, where Cholo says, uh, what's that noise? He's trying to get the vehicle. 
and the security guards like responds like that's shooting practice you know those shots you hear and then you hear like a scream and Trilla goes what's that screaming practice and it's just a dumb joke but it kind of got me at the right moment yeah yeah I I know what you mean yeah and then Big Daddy shows up at like any given time throughout the movie he's all over the place man oh my god yeah I do want to ask real quick what do you guys think of the Okay, I guess this is a two-pronged question. What do you guys think of A, the zombie makeup in this movie, and B, the zombie physical movements in this movie? I don't know. The makeups, um, the makeup looks like, some of it looks CGI, like there's a filter over it. Uh, There's a couple zombies we see the most, like the butcher guy, the gas station dude, and the cheerleader. And then there's a couple more that we see later on. I don't know that anything stands out to me, though. Um, I felt like more zombies stood out to me in the other films that use just practical effects. Mm-hmm. John, what about you? Yeah, yeah, the zombies did not stick out to me. Oh, you know um, who stuck out to me in a really negative way? The fucking priest zombie that bites the Matador uh, dude. Um, uh, and that Matador dude was racist. That was a racist mm-hmm. character. So was a Samoan guy. That's just racist stereotypes. Fat Samoan guy. Yeah, come on. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I actually like oh, the Samoan guy. Kind of a stereotype. And I wanted more out of the Matador guy. I was like, all right, this cool kid, a little kind of bunch here. But uh, that yeah. priest zombie that bites him. What with the, the fuck is a Matador head, doing in Pittsburgh? I don't I'm know. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. The Matador, the, the uh, priest zombie, he was like a Pez dispenser. I just didn't it didn't look right. It didn't that did right. not look good. It looked horrible. Mm. Uh, his head just like flaps over and bites him. He's like, Arr. and uh, yeah, when his head drops forward uh, onto him, the 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 speed with which it falls is visibly not right. Yeah. It's like it falls too <laughs> not, slowly. Yeah, your, your naked eye just notices it right away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. It just looks bad. Yeah. Zombies didn't look great. Um, there's moments where they do, but there's yeah, like, people, there's, there's moments of them scary. like tearing people's flesh off. There's a guy who gets his head like torn off, like the skin of his face gets torn around his head, like off of his lips. And then mm. that was pretty gnarly. I dug that. Um, it seemed KMB did the effects, but I don't know that Nick Nicotero did them personally, but he was in the mm. film during mm. one of them. Oh, he was on the name drawbridge, the right? Yeah. He was yeah, one of the guys. Was... You see his face and he, they pull an yeah. eyeball out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, I didn't see him in the credits as far as actually doing the effects, mm. but it was his company. So I did not take notice of that. Yeah. Maybe so. he was just on set and it was his company uh, did the job, but he wasn't actually there to oversee the whole thing. Who knows? And so what about the physical movements? Like they were, to me, they looked way less like they were shambling, like the dead, you know, would do. That makes sense if they're coming around more to their human sides. They look more like they're just walking. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you guys think Do you like Like it? Not like it? No, not a fan. Like there's the moment where the uh, big daddy tells the butcher to like, go over here and hit this piece of wood with your cleaver. (laughs) And he sets cleaving it and then. Big Daddy's like, all right, that's enough. And then he like looks through it. And then he sees the target practice zombies and he's like, oh, look, fucking he's so mad. (laughs) He was mad. He was pretty mad. Yeah. Uh, So to me, the walking thing, like the thing about it is that especially watching all these movies back to back to back is like, I I keep thinking of what uh, a trivia fact that I relayed, I think during the Night of the Living Dead episode, which was. Romero, Romero didn't want to tell all the extras playing zombies like any particular movements to do because uh-huh. then they would all kind of look too uniform. And he just said, be dead. Yeah. And like as much as they are evolving, like these are still supposed to be dead bodies that have like reanimated. And it's like, 
I don't know. It's like I, I I'm wary of getting too far from that concept. And so yeah. um it's like to me they didn't really look like reanimated dead people. There's a couple Somet- scenes sometimes. like where they're separated and there's like explosions when um they're infiltrating the town and like uh when Big Daddy watches that one zombie get lit on fire by the thing rolling or whatever. And there's like moments there where they the acting I thought was pretty good on the dead uh the dead mm-hmm. people but whenever they're in like large groups i think you kind of lose that extra character i think mm-hmm. that you get mm-hmm. from a lot of the zombies in the other films when you see them on screen yeah mm-hmm. yeah well, it's more like a mass of just big the daddy mm-hmm. big daddy's like, not even that he like, just he's looks like, like he looks kind of cool, just looks like a dude he's just like a big dude yeah exactly. yeah like his he's, his face obviously you know you can tell that he's yeah. a zombie because of makeup but he kind of just walks around like a like a just a guy he does yeah <laughs> he's just he like, like a guy doing up, stuff. Like, he must have had a lot of jobs too he's like a gas guy he's also cool with uh jackhammer thing jackhammer yeah he picks that thing up like yeah i'm gonna use this fucking thing or you know he gets the idea to use it on the glass i guess also you would think that they're yeah oh pick this up you know he had a little bob the builder moment um yeah so i i like the continuity that um the zombies are learning things, but it just it, it seemed too sped up for me. That, mm-hmm. that oh, we know, yeah, we know how to use this. Let's go. Yeah, and all of a sudden they're they're not enticed by the sky flowers anymore, right? Like it's just sort of, I guess he kind of taught them like to stop looking up at the sky, like we have. Well, to and that, that was and the, the beginning of the movie. Their attention yeah. Instead. Yeah, it was the beginning of the movie. He was just like, hey, you know, he's doing his, you know, and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's those over. two listen to him and they go after the survivors in the very beginning. Yeah. Yep. So we see automatically. Can other zombies do this or is it mostly just like something he's that's he's special? Well, I mean, he is Big Daddy after all. So. Well, <laughs> well, again, it's continuity of the movie. So. Yeah, that's such a weird name. Like, where did that come from? who knows i don't know maybe the maybe the actor bestowed it on himself i you never know but you know maybe there's maybe it hurt this movie that so much time passed since the last one i mean it was just about 20 years right Mm -hmm. and so i don't know maybe too much time has passed and there's it's like too big of a jump in like the time frame in the story um the the advancement of special effects, the advancement of CGI. and It's such a long time to pass. And then this film doesn't do anything new either. So it's sort of a, it's like, oh, you had 20 years to kind of come up with something original or something a little bit more new based on, you know, your old work. And then you kind of do this and it's sort of a whiff. Uh, that's the thing is like i i do like a lot of the ideas behind it you know like we talked about the different kind of themes that are explored in each movie and like there's some that are continuous themes like threads but then there are others that are sort of individual based on the movie but this one it's like you know it's obviously about the you know the separation of the the classes and that to me is like a a worthy topic you know a worthy Mm -hmm. theme for this movie but i think it's the execution that doesn't work and i kind of like rely on george romero for good execution because i think he's had great execution in the first three movies i think he's also influenced by some of the other films that had come out in between these uh that's a good point there's also like there's moments of this film where it feels like he's going he's leaning a little bit into that like return of the living dead style or one of those films that what you know weren't his films back in the day that people used to think were, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They were kind of mm-hmm. loosely based on his other films, but uh, yeah, because the, the, like you said, John earlier, like the continuity of like the feel of the first three films, 
there's a progression there. They feel similar. Mm-hmm. There's a couple silly moments here and there in some of them, but they all play out sure. mostly serious and they have something to say on humanity and like how man would handle these situations. And I don't get really any of that from this film. Like we get a little I, bit of the social yeah. commentary. It's there like surface level, but like you said, the film just missteps on all the other things. The human connection, like it's not there. I don't feel I'm not, maybe I'm supposed to feel connected to big daddy. I don't. No. I don't feel connected to to Kaufman as a villain either. He feels underutilized. Well, well, again, going back to last week, is that you get a connection to Bub? You yeah, know, yes. that, that 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 he he's trying, mm-hmm. you know, even though he's a brain. I mean, look at the villain. Look at the villain of last week's pick, and look at the villain in this one. They're dressed, yeah. Like just and Dennis yeah. Hopper could chew scenery. I know he he's could do a such good a good actor. Yeah, Absolutely. I feel like they like he's so wasted here. Like they could have just thrown any old actor in that role Seriously. because the character doesn't the character doesn't warrant an actor of give Hopper's me, quality. Give me Texas Chainsaw Two. I am the Lord of the Harvest, <laughs> Dennis Hopper. That's what I want from this character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give me or some blue of that. velvet, blue velvet. Hopper. Yeah, give me some blue velvet. Yeah, he's fucking weird and blue out it smelling as and it's weird you brought that up because i was actually thinking that actually <laughs> um uh, who plays chop top what's his bill name mosley. bill mosley yeah, he would have played a perfect yeah maybe like foil of this you know uh, uh, uh of this like this character it would have been perfect he's not like quite old enough i don't know they would have yeah, had to age i don't him know if he'd have the gravitas for that yeah. but you, know, you don't think so no, you know what? I even think Bill Mosley's too good of an actor for that role. <laughs> I do. It's not a fleshed out role, so I don't know how much a better well, actor or a worse actor or whatever. No, could I even feel like do they it. could just get some idiot. They probably could have paid less to have just some like random, like no name actor do it. Clint um, Howard. Rather than wasting the talents of Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Oh, yeah. What? Ash Clay Man. Yeah. So random. <laughs> I could see him as Billy. I know, as uh, not Billy, uh, Billy. Charlie. Oh, you could be Charlie. No, we're getting in the weeds here. Uh, right. Y'all want to read these? Think real quick. Yeah. I do like. So I do like that. There's moments where you said Big Daddy kind of pops up in a lot of places. I could. I do kind of like that. Like he is the throughway. Uh, he's kind of guiding these zombies through mm-hmm. their next step in evolution, in a sense. Um, yeah. And it's like yeah. the ringleader. And there's that moment at the very end where I like where they see him and like they're you know pretty boys like about to blast them, and Riley says like no they're you know. Just leave them alone. They're just looking for a place to go, just like we are, you know. And I, I do kind of like that. It just the film had it have the elements that we wanted that we think, you know, kind of disappoint us about this film because it doesn't have. If it had those elements, I think that that would have hit a lot more like that saying, because we saw the progression of these characters and also the zombies uh, progression as well. I, I, I like I, I like the. The dialogue, it just didn't hit, you know what I mean? Like Right. If they would have shown the zombies being merciful, <laughs> that would have made sense. That's true. But... If there was a moment where a zombie like just pulled back, like didn't kill somebody. Like let's say somebody helped a zombie somehow. And the yeah. zombie, like they showed a moment where a zombie recognizes that. Like, yeah. Hour. That would have been interesting, actually, to see a zombie that... pull back. Yeah, it, that would have been fine. But yeah. then it's just like, no, leave them alone. They're just looking for a place to go. Yeah. True. I felt iffy about that myself. And then yeah. slut. <laughs> Slute. Slute. All right. Well, Hyderberg, this was technically your pick. Um, you want to go ahead and give your review and rating? Sure. 
Uh, I give it 10 out of 10. Lucy in the skies with diamonds. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Oh, so some really great effects in this film. I do think there are some some really good practical effects. Uh, KMB, I did did a good job on any of the practical stuff that you see. I do think it looks good. Uh, I wasn't in love with the zombie models this time, though. I did. Uh, yeah, they, they seemed a little CGI. Like it was used more, not just on their CGI used to accompany some of these practical effects that look good, which unfortunately muddles them a little bit. And then there's uh, CGI. It feels like filters put on the dead to make them look like that. Maybe they had minimal makeup and then just added some filters in there to look more dead, you know, but it doesn't hold up. It looks like cheap Photoshop. Uh, Riley and Charlie's relationship is interesting. But like they're almost siblings, maybe um, there is something there, but they don't really lean into it all that much. Uh, that could have been a good way to go. Like give us this uh, sort of brotherly relationship with these two characters like you allude to it, but it's not there enough that it pays off at all. There are a couple good characters this time out, uh, like Riley. I thought Charlie, I, I thought Slack could have been a better character. Like she's not bad. I think these are just and like pretty boy. Uh, to be honest, I don't love Cholo or Kaufman that much. Those two characters, I feel like they feel underutilized. Um, but like the characters that I said were good. They're not like awesome. I think they're great basis for cool characters. Like, and I could have seen them being better. You know what I mean? I feel like that's why this film kind of disappoints me because there, there are the makings of good film here, but, um, unfortunately none of, none of the, none of the elements feel fleshed out enough. They all feel like put in place enough to make a movie and then they never they should have had a second draft or something or a third or whatever and that would have tightened things up a little bit some of these characters could have got cut if they weren't needed who knows um yeah the look of the film is nice i do kind of like the more contemporary look uh, of it it's interesting to see the progression of his films because he does kind of make his films in every era that they're made with the you know technology that's there to make them as much as he can with his budget and i like i like the armored vehicle i thought that was cool um it looks functional it looks pretty cool it didn't look made it looked like they put a decent amount of budget on that thing so i kind of i kind of appreciated that um i wish it got used a little bit more in an interesting way it, it's part of the plot you know it's like oh it's a device that could be used against us if anybody got their hands on it but it's i don't know i guess it's just cool to look at it's a toy <laughs> you know it's like a definitely it's like an atm vehicle um this the cons smart zombie stuff just it, it, it isn't that interesting on screen to me it feels like something fun in theory that when you actually get it it's just not what you thought it was going to be like it turns out watching a zombie pump gas just isn't that much fun it's just not you know who knew but uh like <laughs> i like the idea of it it just in in practice seeing it on screen it's just it just doesn't really do anything for you and uh, i'm not a huge fan of any of these characters uh you know, like I said, there's there's characters that seem interesting, but they don't go anywhere. So, like, ultimately, there's nothing to really get behind. Uh, they seem like they all seem like B movie, like comic book characters, in my opinion, like a comic book written for B, like a B movie theme. Um, and they're just sort of odd for Romero to kind of put out this half baked version. I'm, I'm, we're used to him doing things with a budget on the cheap or getting it done somehow, but like, there's still craft there there's still love put in and that's what makes his movies i feel like stand the test of time this movie doesn't have a lot of that i don't know what maybe plagued it or what or what he was going through but it's missing some of that charm trollo's whole motivation being greed and money 
Uh, it seems it makes a little bit more sense, Jacqueline, since you kind of mentioned like what's going on uh, with the story, which does make sense. I, I don't know. It just it's kind of like a an uninteresting motivator for me. I, you see greed and everything else. Every other movie deals with it. I don't know. I felt like something else. It, it Greed could have been the catalyst, but give me a little bit more behind his motivation. Maybe show me more about Cholo's background. Like my mother was dirt poor and I just I swore to her we'd never mm. live like or something. Or and maybe he, he's got a child he's trying to keep child, safe. Yeah, that he wants a, to see again know, one day. Location. She's in the underground. Yeah. yeah, and he's afraid to even bring her out because he has enemies. I don't know. Like show yeah, definitely. Something to like liven his character up and that that struggle he's going through I can get behind. Uh because I'm just not. And I wanna be though, because I do like Leguizamo. Um, and I just feel like this movie is sort of like a step in, in backwards as far as progression made by the last three. It lessens his character in a, in a little bit, uh, in my opinion. There isn't a good female lead in this movie, uh, unfortunately. But like you said, like it doesn't have to have one. But I just feel like the female characters are lacking. Um, I just don't love Slack all that much. She's OK. Um, she, you know, she looks kind of cool. She she shoots a gun decent. Like nothing against uh argento you know she's a pretty girl too um her acting wasn't all that bad uh to be honest it wasn't one of the, one of the worst um it's just her character was sort of like tacked on i don't feel like this film speaks on any new issues really that much uh like the older his older work uh you know we, we talked about the classism and stuff like that it, but it's not really uh, it's not really developed they don't really go into it too much it's there but it's not as much as his other films, I felt like, were speaking on on bigger things. It just felt, I don't know, maybe it was just integrated more better into the films uh, than this one. Um, I don't know. There's just, uh, it's like, it feels like it's being replicated off his other work. Like, he kind of cookie-cutted this and just thought it would play. Um, and especially when you compare it to Day and Dawn and, and Night. Um, and there's just also, there's just too much CGI for my taste, like in a series that has been a landmark in practical effects. Um, it's, it's a shame to see them rely on CGI in this. Like, uh, I think they just got swept up and like, well, this will, we'll save some money here and there. We'll blend it. And, but it's just not, it's not done well enough to hold up, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what'd you say? 15 years later? No, more than that. Yeah. 20, almost, almost like 18, 20, yeah. 18, almost 20 years, 18 years yeah. yeah that was the other movie we were talking about um yeah so it's just like it just doesn't hold up and it's it's upsetting because i watched an older film that romero made and those still hold up and they're older so what gives man uh with that said i'm giving <laughs> i don't know it's, it's, this movie's like i'm not mad i'm disappointed in this movie you know what i mean like and that's unfortunate like you don't want to be there yeah. uh, and like you said it's a car like this movie's a little boring uh it's got all this action stuff going on but i'm not i'm not into it like it's just weird it's filler so with that said i'm i think i'm gonna sit where i was before the conversation i'm giving land of the dead five out of five uh 5.5 i'm sorry out of 10 gasoline fueled big daddies (laughs) yeah i'm just like i don't really i don't know man this movie has the the trappings of what could be a good zombie film but I feel like I could rate it a little higher, but it's super disappointing for me, too. So that's like part of the reason why that's such a dip in score. I'm just like, man, bummed out. Yeah. John, how about you? Uh, Heidelberg, you said try hard. Um, I agree with that 100%. Uh, I I connected with nobody in this movie 
you know, I tried to connect with Romero, our director. I just think that he got maybe bamboozled uh, to make a, a more CGI movie. Um, and it's almost like he didn't give a fuck, you know, like the, the three other movies that we reviewed were so good. Um, yes, they had their problems. Absolutely. But I mean, it's just like, what makes a Romero movie is continuity and characters, whether you like them or not, um, you connect to them, you know, one way or another. There was none of that in this movie. And Jacqueline, I'm going to throw it to you, but I, this movie is just not that good. It's entertaining. It's a popcorn movie. You'll get the gore. You'll, you'll, you'll get Greg Nicotera in there. You'll get Tom Savini in there. And it's just, it's your run-of-the-mill zombie movie. That's all it was. Um, so I, I'm with the Heidelberg. It's a 5.5 out of 10 what was it gasoline fueled big daddies uh gasoline fueled big daddy so i'm gonna give it a 5.5 <laughs> out of 10 gasoline fueled big daddies. hold on hold on i'm changing my my uh rating to uh smurf and chavin zombies you can't do that come no, on I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. i picked that one i'm going that with gasoline fueled big daddies i like mine I get it. I respect yeah. that, John. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jacqueline, yeah. what about you? Yeah, uh, I, I feel much the same way you guys do, although I have to dig- disagree on a couple of points. John, uh, unfortunately, I disagree with you that saying that it's still an entertaining popcorn movie. I didn't find it that entertaining. Yeah. I, even um, as a popcorn yeah. like throwaway movie, I just, it was like, it was too boring, honestly. Yeah, and fair. I think, I think, so something that we've commented on on the first three movies is that I don't want to say formula, but a kind of routine that Romero does with each of the first three movies is like the story focuses on a concrete group of survivors. It's like a core group and they meet with struggle along the way, right? Like sometimes we have outside characters like the military guys, or we have outside characters like the biker gang that shows up. But like the focus is on this. I mean, you could argue there's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit different in day, but like essentially there's a core group of survivors together. And Mm -hmm. that small core group functions as a microcosm for whatever it is that he wants to comment on. And we're paying more attention to the human characters than the zombies. And we've commented on that in all three of the first movies so far. This one does not have a single core group of survivors. It's very spread out. There's this guy and this group and that group. And um, it's it's not like a cohesive band of survivors who are struggling within themselves. And this movie is not really more about the humans than the zombies. Um, and so I feel like there have been two major shifts in this movie after the first three. Like we've always said it's about the human behavior and the human interactions. And this one is actually a lot more about like, I mean, it's partially about the human behavior, but I think the zombies themselves play a much bigger role. And I think that that's what takes away from a, the human interest, the, the strength of the characters. And also I think that's what makes it more of a run of the mill. John, you use the phrase run of the mill zombie movie. And I think mm-hmm. you're exactly right because I think run of the mill zombie movies focus on the zombies. The great zombie movies focus on the humans. 
and this one tilts too far in the other direction. So I think those are kind of like the main sources of the problem. I don't know why those problems happened, but I think that's, I think those are like the things I can point to be like, oh, he shouldn't have done that. You know, if he had just yeah. focused on a single group and whatever infighting or whatever was going on between them, I think that could have been a lot stronger. Um, and so, yeah. Um, Heidelberg, you, I, yeah. Well, let me ask you real quick. Do you think that came from Romero or do you think that came from the studio? I really don't know. My, my inclination is to suspect the studio because I feel like Romero knows better. Mm. So, and I, it's like, just because 20 years have gone by, I don't think he like forgets what makes a compelling movie. So I don't, I don't know. I don't have any evidence of this, but I would suspect it has to do with studio interference, you know, more than, more than the writer and director himself. Um, Heidelberg, I agree with almost everything that you said with the exception that like, um, one of the things I do like about this movie is the playing out of this theme about wealth disparity. Um, and I do like, I think that's like a very prominent theme. I don't think it's like just kind of there. I feel like it's pretty prominent and I think it's like the whole motivation. It's like one of the things that's driving the zombies, you know, as they're getting more intelligent, they're more aware, um, that like they are in this state because of the greed of, you know, these people who live up here, including Kaufman. And so, you know, I, I actually like that. I like that they're like cognitively aware enough to like want to seek revenge and they find ways to like breach those safety measures that the survivor that the like wealthy survivors have put into place so to me that's like one of the most enjoyable things about it actually um i'm sorry that you didn't feel like it played well but um well, i think I, the, I as it. a motivator for our human characters is what i don't really like enjoy like i don't think it's yeah great. okay yeah i i agree i agree with that too then um so yeah i mean i, I I I didn't have like a ton of additional stuff beyond what I just said. Um, I, I agree that some of the zombies look pretty good, but some of them look, you know, not, not great, not successful. I do think they have kind of remained in continuity with the previous films in that they look more rotten. Mm-hmm. So I like, I feel like they have been progressively looking more rotten with each movie. And so these do do that, but yeah, the CGI doesn't look great. Um, Butcher guy was the dude from uh, whose line is it anyway? It wasn't he. Oh, I don't remember the actor. It looked like him. I'm gonna look him up now. Go ahead. Um. So on the topic of like the the class stratification, um, there was one line that I that I really did kind of. It's maybe the, like the only line in the movie that actually stood out to me as being memorable. But like when the zombies breach the um, fiddler's green. And Kaufman is like on the bottom floor trying to leave and he sees them and he's like, you don't have the right. And to me, that was striking because it's like, it's this idea that because you have a lot of money, you're entitled to greater like health and safety than people who don't have money, which is of course like highly faulty thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, well, he doesn't really have the right. What right does he have to be holed up in here just because he has money? Like Mm -hmm. that doesn't entitle him to be alive more than anybody else. And so I think that's kind of like an encapsulating line that's like, you know, supposed to like satirize that character. Um, 
uh, I, I think it's kind of interesting that we have a similar ending to Dawn of the Dead and that we see, you know, some of the surviving main characters go off in search of something and we don't really know how it turns out. You know, they're off to Canada. Um, they fire off the fireworks. Like, as they... Yeah, we won't need these anymore. Um, yeah, and I feel like I've kind of said everything I wanted to say on the con side. Um, don't care about the characters. Plot is underdeveloped, often boring. Uh, the zombie movements are not they're not what I want my zombies to look at to look like. Like I want them to seem dead and they don't really seem dead. So I, I think I kind of already said all that. So I think it still kind of is like just barely a flaccid fuck for me. So I am also going to say a 5.5 out of 10 Ooh. gasoline fueled big daddies. Um, I, <laughs> I think if you are really into this franchise and you just want to see kind of how it unfolds over the course of the the cycle then yeah check it out fine you know it's it's fine it's not like the worst movie i've ever seen it just like doesn't totally it just doesn't like come together to work if someone comes up to me like i'm really interested in this romero guy like what movie should i start on does it matter this one i definitely want to be like oh you got to check out that land of the dead you know not this one no well and what you're saying jacqueline is a completionist like somebody that wants to yeah yeah or like if you just want a zombie action movie that focuses on the zombies and not and you don't care about like human story or heart then you know if you just kind of want a mindless thing even then i just don't think it's that interesting or entertaining i think it's kind of boring but you know some some people disagree um i and i feel like earlier in this month before i had rewatched this movie for the third time I was kind of like hinting at like, oh, I'm, I might be like a lone defender of this movie later on I thought you were because, gonna... well, because my second viewing of it, I really did feel more positively about it than the first True. time. And I kind of expected to feel even more positively this time. But I actually think I went backwards in mm-hmm. my liking of it on the third viewing. So I was like, oh, I'm I'm not going to be defending this one real hard at all. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, well, where, that's where I come in. 5.5. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the worst zombie movie ever, but it's just not it because of our month. It's it, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in comparison, if we had just covered this film randomly, like out of the blue, maybe I would see it a little different. I still, I mean, I'm still not enjoying this film to be honest. Like, I don't yeah. think I didn't enjoy it the first time, and I didn't expect to enjoy it this time. But I did go in open minded, like, all right, let's let's watch it again. I just watched those first three. Maybe that'll like. It make this film uh, hit a little bit better too, and it just doesn't. And anything, it kind of hurt it, I think, because I'm just I like, know. man, those other ones got it done, and this one's just dropping yeah. the ball. Well, and yeah. especially like because I, to me, I still think Day is absolutely the best one of the first three, and so that was like such a high high, and by comparison, this feels like such a low low. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Day is like his pinnacle, like where he hit his stride the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I, me personally, I like I, I'm in love with um night just mm-hmm. because of you know it's it means something to me but i can see an argument for why people love day more than any of them because it's like he it's more modern and it's just like the gore's ramped up everything's ramped up the this the stuff the human dramas ramped up like it's all dialed up and it's all Characters like on great. the edge of being mm-hmm. too much but it's not none of it is it just plays perfectly mm-hmm. almost um yeah you know yeah Wow, that's that's not uh, too common that we all have the exact same score. Like a negative <laughs> score too. Yeah, not a positive score. Yeah, like sometimes we're all like nine, 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 all across yeah. the board. But like, yeah, five point five. That's kind of yeah, random. it's random. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, y'all want a little bit of trivia? Yes. Sure, lay it down. Smack us down the trivia. I will smack. I mean, none of it is groundbreaking, but, you know, a couple of interesting points. Um, the budget was somewhere between 15 and 19 million, and it grossed 46 million. Okay. Ooh. So that's not a know, huge profit, but it's a profit. That's a box like office it. hit. That's a, a lot box of people office like hit. this movie. No, I yeah. just mean in Hollywood terms. Like, they don't consider yeah. it like a couple million oh. great. You know what I mean? No, nah, that's a that's know. a box office hit. Okay. Forty nine, as opposed to like forty nine million, and after spending, or sorry, forty six million after spending only fifteen to nineteen, I'd say that's pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah that's a box office hit. Yeah, um, it just surprises me how many people do like this movie. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score is like in the seventies. Audience you think score it's a is a generational actually... thing. You think younger people like this movie? Well, the more audience than the... score is pretty low. It's like in the fifties, but yeah, the critic yeah. score is in the seventies. I'm like, have these people seen any other Romero films? Because yeah. mm. anyway, or like um... if they consider this the seventies, I'm curious on what they consider his other films. Then they've seen. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't compare like you know, um, yeah, no. same reviewer scores for each of the movies. But I don't know. It strikes me as people who maybe haven't seen his other ones. Um, it's set in Pittsburgh, but it's actually filmed in Toronto. Hmm. Yep, to take advantage Those of some bastards. tax incentives. There you go. Uh, in some interviews, Romero implied that Dennis Hopper's cigar budget cost more than the original, the entire budget for the original Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> mm. That scene, that scene where uh, like was almost stealing the cigars. That wasn't actually a scene for the movie. Yeah. That was actually just him grabbing some cigars st- for Hopkins. Yeah. So racist. Um, I'm just kidding. Oh, because I said he stole. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so an actual amputee played the legless zombie clinging onto the back of Dead Reckoning towards the end. Mm. I remember so, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was Dead also in the Reckoning. Dawn of the Dead remake as Squished Zombie. Nice. Oh, was that the guy that was like crawling across the top and then jumped on? I don't remember. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that remake. Actually. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> That was you just busted right out with that. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the obviously we you know we talked this to death. It's the first uh, movie in the franchise that uses digital effects. And, uh. Uh, the view of the zombies rising out from the river is an homage to the to a classic scene in Carnival of Souls, which I've actually never seen. Interesting, but uh, yeah, in that movie, the dead rise out of um, the Great Salt Lake before a dance sequence. Now I've got to see this. That sounds oh, amazing. Nice. Like, are they doing the hustle or I what? I think the Macarena? eye thing is like, yeah, the shot they do a similar shot like that. The eyes breaking out of the water. I mean, doing it reminds me of Apocalypse Now too. When yeah, yep, which yep. yeah. Uh, oh, I love this fact. This is maybe my favorite fact. Dennis Hopper based his performance as Kaufman on Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> Wow. I love it. Just a greedy personality-less fuck. Yeah. That's oh, know, that was the, yeah. Uh, that second why his defense, right? wasn't hit. Yeah, from the Bush administration. Yes, second oh second God. Bush administration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, I already said this. The success of the Dawn of the Dead remake led Universal to greenlight this movie. Oh, there were four possible titles before land of the dead was chosen which seems wild to me because it seems like it should obviously be something of the dead but the four original titles before landing on this one were dead city meh, dead reckoning twilight oh, the of the dead the yeah, yeah. twilight of the dead could have been cool were the zombies gonna glow or something <laughs> no they're gonna sparkle <laughs> they had like some <laughs> sparkle on them yeah 
And well, it's another time of day, you know. Yeah, I know. And there's werewolves in it. It could have been mid-afternoon of the uh-huh. dead. I don't know. Dusk. That day of the dead. Uh, that other time of the dead. Yeah, that other time. That other time of the dead. <laughs> nap finally... time of the dead. Yeah, nap of the dead. <laughs> Nothing happens. There's no zombies because they're just all oh, napping. So God. people are able to walk freely. Uh, and the final, the final possible title was "Long and Clunky: Night of the Living Dead: Colon Dead Reckoning." Oh my God! <laughs> they really wanted to get that Dead Reckoning in so much so that I think when they were like, "No, we're going to call it Land of the Dead," then someone was like, "Fine, but you're calling the fucking car Dead Reckoning." Dead Reckoning, yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. like, "All right, fine, I'll call it Dead Reckoning." Yeah. Like somebody was really close to that idea. Yeah. Um, Bub actually makes an appearance in this movie at the beginning of the Where? movie when Cholo's taking the box of champagne from the fridge. It's Bub that lunges at him, and it looks like him. I do. I actually has... thought that. Yeah, wow. he's got the collar on still. Oh shit! Yeah, because so, he kind of like had that. a sunken in sort of vibe. He looked a little different, but he had. Mm-hmm. I was almost thinking like, oh, this is probably an homage to Bub. Like they did a style of zombie in his style, you know, not. I didn't notice the collar or anything. No, nope, it's just it's just Bub. Wow, so I love that because like Bub's still there, Tom Savini's still there because it's the same like city, you know. Mm-hmm. It's never done that gone before, by. you know, yeah. with his other films. I feel like, like really cemented there... in continuity like that. No, not really. There were like nods, I thought, in his other films, maybe, but I in this, it's almost like definitive. Like, yes, this is that character. This is this is Bub. You know, mm-hmm. there's. Bub. I didn't notice. How did he get back there? Yeah. What adventure led him there? He's in the back room as if I it looked like he worked there. Maybe that's what survival of the I dead is about. He was stocking it. Yeah, he was like he used to be a stock guy and he was stocking the fridge and then you know what's his name came in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what survival of the dead is about, but we'll never know because we're not gonna get to it this month. Uh oh, I love this fact. The first trailer that was made for this film included clips, not just from Night of the Living Dead, but also from Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Although night is, of course, in the public domain, both dawn and day are owned by separate companies and neither of them had given their permission for footage to be used in the trailer. And so to avoid legal troubles, they pulled the trailer and nobody has seen it since. So like there's an uh, there's like a mysterious missing trailer floating around somewhere that has not been seen since since it originally aired. I don't know if like all the prints were destroyed or not, but like. But it features all Bob. three movies. Yeah, so Bob, we got to get that trailer. on like some secret, yeah, yeah Blu-ray. Like, if anybody would know how to find it, it would be Bob. Yeah, Bob knows how to get it, or Soju. <laughs> Soju can get it on the high seas, maybe. That's on the high seas, yo ho. So yeah, I, I just I like that idea that there's this like mysterious thing out there that hasn't been seen in twenty years and nobody knows. So yeah. Um, oh, this is the second movie in which John Leguizamo and Dennis Hopper appear. They were both in Super Mario Brothers together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, you know, Leguizamo it? plays Luigi and then Dennis mm-hmm. Hopper plays. King I don't Koopa. know. King oh, Koopa. okay. <laughs> yeah, he's King Cooper or, or Bowser. Or whatever Cooper, it is. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Might be Bowser. I haven't seen that movie since it first came out. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. But, uh, no, I'm yeah. I don't know. Some people love it. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd watch it for Legazama, but I, I I don't think of it as like being in the you know pantheon of great movies. But uh, that's it for me for trivia, y'all. Oh, that movie uh, we're going to talk about next week for uh, the, Super Mario Brothers. 
Yes. We're doing Super Mario Brothers? Nice. We're just changing this to Legazamo Month. We'll do the menu again. Yeah, the the menu. We could do Executive Decision. or The past. We'll do Romeo and Juliet. The past. The past. We'll do Moulin Rouge. Is he in that movie? (laughs) Yep. He plays Toulouse Lautrec. Yeah. Okay. So that's all I got for Land of the Dead, guys. I think we're done. We did it. Oh, my God. One more week, huh? Yep. Only one more week of Romero. Oh, yep. So might as well talk about that for a minute. Next week, we'll be doing the fifth installment in Romero's dead cycle known as Diary of the Dead. And Heidelberg, I believe you've arranged for a special guest on that episode. Uh, yeah, I've been told that be uh, Seth from the Bean Dove podcast will be returning um, from uh, a famous hobo episode fame. Nice. He's returning to uh, discuss that film. He's been enjoying our Romero coverage and. He has some thoughts on that film, so I thought he'd come on and give them to us. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, John. And again, I I think maybe it's my pick, but if I recall, it's kind of a found footage type movie. Yes, it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, we haven't had a found footage in a while, if I remember. It's true. Correctly. So, yep. Uh, Diary of the Dead. I believe that's from 2000. Seven, six, uh, 2007. Seven. Yeah, it's like Seven really close great. in time to this film, it's which the is closest high. of any of them. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, we talked about how this one was pretty financially successful, so they yeah. probably made a push for this next one. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, if you want to write in and tell us why you love Land of the Dead, you know, convince us, like, you know. I'm, I'd love to hear, you know, people who love this movie, why do you love it? I would love um, to know Stephen and Leo's um thoughts on this movie. Yeah, let's ask him. Yeah, we should. <laughs> right in, guys. Yep. By the way, congratulations to those guys. Two years together. Uh, yes, this oh, week. Yeah, this week they're episode. celebrating their two-year anniversary on, with episode 103. So that's that's no small potatoes. Nope. So everybody check out their episode coming out on Wednesday of this week. Um, episode 103, I believe they're covering. Um, it should have been 102, Electric Boogaloo. That's what it should have been. <laughs> Because then, come on, guys. Yeah, so I think they're doing uh, Paranormal Activity, if I'm not they mistaken, yeah. for episode 103. Oh, nice. So, yeah, check them out. They have so many great episodes. Um, they've been kind of on a little involuntary break for a couple of weeks due to some issues, but they're supposed to be back this week on Wednesday. Um, but, yeah, write in to us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com let us know what your thoughts on land of the dead are um and also i feel like our conversation next week on diary might be um a little contentious possibly so um you know write in your thoughts on that too we'll read them Mm -hmm. and you can also follow us on twitter slash x whatever at cut above horror uh you can follow us on instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review and if you hate us, make sure you uh, email spoils of horror. Uh, just let them know how much you hate us. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, we love those guys. <laughs> They'll use it as ammunition against us. Don't tell them that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, ha, 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 our victory is complete. I'll get you, He-Man. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, real quick, if <laughs> I could just self-plug uh, Cinemigos. Oh, yeah. Check it out, yeah. my other yep. podcast, uh, the yep. Cinemigos podcast with me, Rob, and John. Uh, we just released episode six, uh, the movie M from 1931. Jacqueline, you'd be happy with that. I so am very happy like with that. One of the first <laughs> crime thrillers ever. It's a pretty interesting film. Jacqueline, have you heard the episode yet? No, I haven't heard it yet. It is so good. 
I've had kids so in the car all weekend, and so oh. I can only listen to stuff when I'm like driving yeah, by myself. So it's pretty much just to and I'm from work. I'm not built for kids. Like the the way I speak on podcasts on the mic, I'm not really. Yeah, neither am I. So that's yeah, why they don't listen so. to my podcast. But yeah, check us out. What? We're on Instagram. Oh. We're on Twitter. It's an amigos podcast. Try seeing amigos on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you give them the five star ratings as long. Well, as long as you give us the five star ratings. Yeah. Give us first. Yeah. Send amigos and then give us the five star ratings and our friends over at Spoils of Horror. So we, uh, we appreciate you guys. Yeah. Give them a uh, (laughs) 4.5. I don't know if that's possible on, uh, on Spotify or iTunes. Okay. Can you give give them a four? That's fine. Damn. It's just going down and down. <laughs> Give them a two, a one. Oh give them God. a one. No, I'm just kidding. Now we're hitting I'm just like kidding. rock kidding. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Oh I'm, I'm sorry. No, give all of us the five star ratings. We appreciate you. We love you. And then we're wrapping up a October to Romero next week, right? Yep. Yep. Sure are. There we are. Yep. I think it's it's so far been a very successful month, and um, it's been a lot of fun with you guys. It's mm-hmm. been awesome. Yeah. All right. So everybody get ready for our last episode this month. uh, Diary of the Dead. I'm sure it's streaming in places. It's on on the web somewhere. somewhere, Yeah, it's on the interwebs. Uh, Yeah. And meet us back here next week for um, our final choice in October to Romero. And until then, keep it creepy.